everybody is being taught and therefore empowered to explore, experience, express, and exhibit the higher life of God. And we do that with joy. Amen. It's taken from Matthew chapter 10 verse 39. Where the principle that we are actually taught is that the true Christian life really is a disruption from the norm. So the Bible says that if you are going to lose your lower life for my sake, I will give you the higher life. What is the life that is the lower life and what is the life that is the higher life? What is the life that is the ordinary and what is the one that is the extraordinary? Our knowledge of Christ or Christ coming into our lives is supposed to take us from the ordinary to the extraordinary. And so we have a message titled to give a background to the market sector group meetings that we are going to be meeting we are going to be having today. How many of us have heard of the market sector groups? How many of us are members or have joined? Every person is actually supposed to be in one or the other. So what we are doing is to give an explanation of what this is all about so that we have clarity. Amen. It's about responsibility. One, to be your brother's keeper, being responsible for your brother. Two, to be responsible for what is required to be done in the church that is related to your own vocation. For example, the people in media are responsible for all of the video stuff that is going on, as you can see. People who are in other vocations as required by the church, they are supposed to give what they have for the church to function in that area. Remember Jesus entering Jerusalem? What did he say? He says, you are going to go into that city. Yeah, and you are going to meet a cult. It has not been written before. He says, and I like the message translation. He says, when the owner asks you for it, why are you untying it? Tell that person that the one who owns it has need of it. Why would Jesus be talking about that? When the owner asks you, tell the person that the one who owns it has need of it. And we say it, it's scripture, that the earth belongs to the Lord. What? And its fullness thereof. Do we believe that everything belongs to God? That the devil did not create anything? That's what we are going to be talking about today. And initially, my title for this message was, Jesus is the answer. What's the problem? Then I found out that there's a problem there. Regarding what we are actually saying this morning. The tendency we found out is that some people have a tendency to think that Christ is the surname of Jesus. And so the same way you have Ahide Adum or Solomon Ikeoda, his name is Jesus Christ. But the truth of the matter is that Jesus means Jehovah is our savior. Isn't it? What does Christ mean? The anointed one. Okay? The one who is chosen. What is the implication of that? What does anointing mean? What is it used for? So you can see we have very brilliant people in the church. 
the anointed one, the one who is chosen. Chosen to do what? We are going to explore. I am a lawyer. Why am I a lawyer? What is it meant for? Of course, you guys know I'm not a lawyer. I work in advertising. What is advertising meant for? What is it meant to do? Ask your neighbor, what do you do? What's your vocation? Ask your neighbor. Then ask them, what is it meant for? What's the use? What's the purpose? Eh? Did anybody, did anybody, did anybody answer you like the Nike advert? You know the Nike advert? Just do it. <laughs> Amen. What is anointing meant for? Can we open to 1 Samuel chapter 16? 1 Samuel 16. I'd like for somebody to read it, so just leave, the, leave, leave, leave that thing there the way it is. 1 Samuel 16. Or can I read it? Okay. Yes, let me begin from David, anointed king. Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. And Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. But the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Then invite Jesse to sacrifice and I will show you what you shall do. You shall anoint for me the one I name to you. So Samuel did what the Lord said and went to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Do you come peaceably? And he said, Peaceably I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. So it was when they came that he looked at Eliab and said, Surely the nurse anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as a man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by and he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. Thus Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. And Samuel said to Jesse, Are all the young men here? Then he said, There remains yet the youngest, and he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. So he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy with bright eyes and good looking. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is the one. Somebody says, this, this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David. How many of us have the spirit of the Lord upon us here? If we look at that scripture, we'll find out that anointing is meant for something. Micah chapter 6 verse 8 and I'll read I'll just say it quickly because we are still going to have our meeting. He says he has shown thee O man what is good and what is required of you and what is it? To love justice have mercy and walk humbly with your God. 
justice, mercy, humility. You'll find out that we are talking about anointing. Anointing is meant for rulership. It's meant for kingship. It's meant for the people who are ordinary. When they have the spirit of God upon them, they become extraordinary. They rule. They become the people who people go to. They become the authority. That's what a king has. We'll explore it further. I believe that Maslow is all in here. We know about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Uh -huh, we talk about it. And that's one of the issues that actually trouble us so much. One of the problems that actually make the Christian work sometimes difficult in a context like Nigeria, where you have to fight for just about everything. By the time we have held on and we have become weary, we eventually have to say to ourselves when we give up, we say, Shebi, we will eat. Asha, Jeong. God says that he knows that we have need of all of these things. And he said it in Matthew chapter 6. When Jesus was teaching us to pray, what we call the Lord's Prayer, he says you are going to pray like this. Acknowledge that God is Father. Our Father who art in heaven. We reverence your name. We hallow your name. What is the first prayer point there? Bread? No. It is thine kingdom come. A situation where you have rule. Because it is in it that you find every other thing. That is why in verse 33, he talks about it. He actually talk, Jesus actually called it paganism. He says he knows that you have need of food. He says he knows that you have need of shelter. He says he knows that you have need of clothing. They are legitimate. That is what Jesus Christ said. But there is a superstructure. There is a pattern. There is a superstructure in which all of these things happen as a matter of natural consequence. So he says, when you begin to seek after these things, instead of seeking after the kingdom, then you are a pagan. So what did he say? He says, seek first the kingdom and what will happen? All of these things will all. There's a context in which all of these things come naturally. That's why he's called the good shepherd. And that's why David could say as a king, because he is a king. He says what? The Lord is mine. And what will happen? I shall not. When God is your shepherd, you will not be in want. You know why he knows that? Because he himself was a shepherd. Remember that every other one wasn't chosen except David. And what were his credentials? He understood what a shepherd is. What is the first basic law or basic requirement? Is it not safety and security? Huh? He said, listen, because I was in the backwoods of the desert. I know what happened when the bear and the lions came and they wanted to kill my sheep. What did I do? I destroyed them with my bare hands. I protected my sheep. So David being chosen is not happenstance. There is something that rulership is meant to do. It is to protect people. 
the call of every person who has the spirit of God is to protect people first and foremost. Is to give them a life of dignity. Why? Because man is made in God's image and likeness and anything that reduces man from being less than that place is indignity. And the call of God is that people must live in dignity. That's what ruling is for. So all of this thing is about definition, I believe. Like I said, what does your vocation mean to the lives of people? These are the things to think about because we are giving clues on having an understanding of why we are talking about market sector groups. If you are going to explore the higher life, there is a check. There's something, there's an easy way. You are going to begin from here. Check your identity strength. Say to somebody, check your identity strength. You know what we mean by that? Good. This is how commercial branding started. It's a group of people called the Shakers. They manufactured, you know, seeds that you put in those packs. They used to sell them in Kingsway Leventies in those days for people who were born before the... You know, they come in nice packs like that. And then you plant the seeds in your garden. Other people used to have just regular, normal, usual seeds. And then they packaged them in ways that had no appeal whatsoever. Do you see how beautiful that box is? They were hated and vilified people because they called them shakers because of the way they used to behave when they pray. Like some people that you know. But the point is that they were so very good at what they did that society had to recognize them. Look at what we have there. That's their credo. What's the credo? Hands to work and what? hearts to God. Listen, the devil did not create any vocation or any profession. None. It is what you do to it, how you submit it to God to use for the benefit of man. This is a magazine that I'm contributing to. It's called Masterpiece because I'm asking, I want to give an EG. I'll read for you, I'll read for you the purpose of the magazine. So listen properly. Masterpiece magazine is an opinionated characterization of the lifestyle of the top 1%. People who enjoy the finest in life. It is designed for them as well as for people who aspire to the universe reserved for a few. Does this sound selective? Sounds selective. Which means it's not inclusive. Not every person can attain to this life. Very good. Listen to the next one. Though this magazine displays elegance and lavish luxury, we take consideration for our provenance, that is where we come from, to promote the theory of holistic wealth, because we are promoting a thought here, from an African worldview, which holds that wealth only finds meaning when it is employed to work for self and society. How many of you have gone to buy nail and um, rods in Orile before? You know, there are different parts of, <laughs> different parts of, Ladikwa, you go for, is this spare parts, isn't it? You will find out that just about a lopsided percentage of the people 
speak one particular language. They come from Quara, a place called Oro. Why is it so? Have you also noticed that if you go to behind Mandela's, most of the Igbo people who sell clothes there, many of them come from one particular area. Have you noticed it? Have you also noticed that for chemists, it's, a, it's the same thing? You know how it happened? One person left the village a long time ago and came to the city. What now happened was that he now decided to call for his younger brother. After he has worked for him for some time, he does what is called freedom for him, isn't it? He gives him money, and then he now goes to do the same thing. Then after they begin to call cousins, is that not so? That is the meaning of be fruitful and multiply. That's how it is done. But that principle comes from God. That's why he says, I have created you in my image and likeness. If you are going to be in my image and likeness, you are going to be fruitful. You are going to multiply. You are going to do what? You are going to subdue the earth. Which means contrary to how bad or whatever it is on this earth, when you have the spirit of God, you are going to be in his image and likeness and you are going to pro produce people who are like that. That is the meaning of Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14. Because when it's so here, it's so there, it's so there, it's so there, it's so there. Habakkuk 2.14 happens. That's the scripture that says, The knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the water covers the sea. So the call of the Christian is this. And I'm giving, I want to give examples. I like the concept of style. So I contributed this article to this magazine. I decided deliberately to title it Wear Your Audacity. You know the reason why? Because I do not believe that this day should be the one who will tell me what style is. And because I know that you have your own style. You have your own style. You have your own style. I have mine, isn't it? When you follow this world and their definition, it gets you into trouble. So I am pushing my own thought in this magazine. Then there is another one on wealth. And I titled it of wealth and the burden of meaning. That's what I was talking about, about the Oro and the Igbo people and all of that. When wealth has a burden. What does God say? Remember, I am the one who gave you the power to do what? So that you will be a blessing. So I have to do that because God tells me that he is sending me to this world, but I am not of the world. He is sending me, I am going to operate in the context of these 500,000 Naira watches and 300,000 Naira pens. I am going to operate there like a serpent. Because I am sent to be cunning as a serpent, but to be gentle as a dove. Isn't it? It's about pushing thought. And we have been talking about the power of thought. When we have many people doing things like this, you doing that at your workplace, you doing that, you find out that definitions will change. Because the problem is what people define something as. The biggest issue this world has now with business is the idea that the main purpose is to maximize shareholder value. 
it leads to all kinds of things. It leads to all kinds of poverty. It leads, you check it, you will find how it leads to prostitution, how it leads to drugs. You see, we have a tendency sometimes of not actually looking at what we deal with. Does that picture sound like, does it look like the picture of business? The one on the left. Huh? It doesn't. Say what? Who's strong pass? He chopped the one way not strong. Do you know what it leads to? Time magazine carried that article and talked about the price of greed. Where the bull, the quintessential symbol. If you look at that place, that bull is actually crying. This was a um, time that came out during the meltdown. Amen? Somebody who we know is already warning about something that is coming up again. We looked at IOU and the death threat sometime last week, isn't it? And we saw how arts and entertainment worked with finance to have a big problem solved. It's the problem of debt. What happened is that the 33 poorest countries in the world had their debt forgiven on the basis of a scripture in Leviticus which says that after people have owed you for a long time and they are not able to pay. You know what happened in the Bible? People were not able to pay. What happened? They will give either their wives or their children and all of that. What does that do? It now puts them in a cycle of poverty from which they cannot get out. And so the higher life, as God says, do they owe you? Yes. Are they able to pay? No. Should they pay when they owe? Yes. But if you want to live the higher life, forgive them the debt. That's what we're talking about. That's how God works. That's what we mean. You see that picture there? With the pig. Do you notice that there is a woman in the window there? I like, when I bought, when I went to take a passport photograph and then I saw that thing in the, in the photographer's place and I had to buy it because it spoke so much to me. That is somebody who is made in God's image and likeness, trapped in that prison of poverty and squalor. This is the original. It's here in Lagos where that thing happened. What this book is talking about is, listen, it gets to the point in which these countries are no longer able to pay their debt. People who come from other countries that are richer, or other countries that are richer, lend them money. You know to do what? To service their debt. So you become perpetually in a state where you cannot invest in education, where you cannot invest in health, where you cannot invest in infrastructure. And if that were the only problem, the one that they even bring as debt to a country like ours, all of us know that a good deal of it is embezzled. So there are people now who are trapped in debt that there is no way that is ever going to be paid. So these guys were picketing at the G8 summit in Europe. And they found out, I said, come on, it's America that, owes, uh, that people owe most of the debt to. How are we going to get to America? Somebody got creative. He said, you know what we are going to do? Americans like celebrity. You know Angelina Jolie, all of these guys, Hollywood. That's how we reach them. Is that not creative? Is that not a different way of doing things? So the guy said, okay, what are we going to do? Long story short, he says, let me go and talk to a gentleman called Chris Blackwell, founder of Island Records. You know him. Talked about it before. Chris Blackwell said, okay, there's nothing I can do about this, but I know somebody who lives near a celebrity. That's how he got a neighbor of a gentleman called Paul Newsom, also known as Bono. 
That's Bono said, fine, I think this is a beautiful course. But what do I know about finance? I don't know anything. Even in America, I don't know how to reach them. Okay, I know a Shriva lady who is a Kennedy, who is the founder of the Paralympics. That one happens to have a son who worked for some guy called Wolfson, who was president of the World Bank. The president of World Bank said, no, there is no chance you owe a debt, you pay a debt. He said, okay, at least meet this guy. The guy said, okay, I'm going to be in Europe. Let, let's have a meeting. He calls him to the meeting. The guy says, okay, can I come with somebody to the meeting? Uh, he says, okay, it's your lunch. Come with anybody you are coming with. So Bono invites a gentleman called Bob Geldof. And they go to the meeting and they say the meeting was a disaster because all Geldof did at that meeting was swear and curse. Listen, the Bible says if a man's ways pleases the Lord, he will make even his enemies be at peace with him. That's how this story got to America. That's how they met a guy, a lady, who was PA to a guy who was going to become the secretary to the treasury, Larry Summer. The lady's name happened to be Sheree Sandberg, who later became the MD of Facebook. That's how all of these things were done. Listen, God will back a cost that comes from his heart. We are not, listen, we are talking about the living word is something that is happening today in our lives. That's what we are talking about. Amen? It's about saving people like that who is living less than a pig in Lagos. One interesting thing about it, if you look at that picture well, you will see that there are posters of politicians who are looking for vote from that house. Do we need to be told that is? Let's go on. This an article from the latest Time magazine. We'll just be quick about it. It says finance calls the shots and we all lose. Wall Street values are strangling America. There's a gentleman who's warning, Warren Buffett. He's talking about something they call complex derivatives. You know what he calls them? He calls them weapons of mass destruction. To cause problems for our economy again at some point. He is already warning that what we have seen before is going to happen again. The reason why we learn about greed and patience and all of those kind of things is so that we use those principles in our lives. Do you see how it ends? There is a less obvious but equally important way in which Wall Street distorts your economy. Do you see the word? By defining shareholder value as short-term investment returns. If the CEO misses quarterly earnings by even a few cents per share, activist investors will push for that CEO to be fired. Yet, all kinds of challenges companies face today, how to shift to entirely new digital business models, where to put operations where political risk is on the rise, how to anticipate the future costs of health, pensions, and energy are not quarterly problems. They are issues that will take years, if not decades, to resolve. The call of the market sector group is to find solutions to things like this. They are called wicked problems. It is Christians. People who had the spirit of God like Daniel and Joseph. There are people like you and me. They lived as we are living today. Quintessential titan of corporate America. Retired Jack Welch wrote an article when he had the epiphany. Says that's the dumbest idea in business. Last year, what was our, our call for last year? Framing your world, isn't it? 
That's an example of people who are framing their world. You see what they say they are doing? They are designing a capitalism that is based on love. Please, there is nothing wrong with profit. Just like Jesus Christ said. There is nothing wrong with the things you are looking for. But it happens in a superstructure called kingdom. When you do it and you rule according to the heart of God, what happens is that these things become a matter of natural consequence. If we want to cut our suffering short in this country, what the church should be talking about is kingdom. When you operate in it, you will not be 45 and you are still looking for a place to rent. So that's the work to do. Agriculture market sector groups should tell us about how we can have food security. The same way media and entertainment connected and they went to finance. At the end of the day, you know what this guy said? Bono. He said, I don't know anything about finance. You know what happened? Somebody linked him to a gentleman called, um, what's, what's, what's his name now? Jeffrey Sachs. He's the one who schooled him. And by the time he went to the um, American Senate to make his speech, they ended up clapping for him. Somebody who was illiterate in that respect. That's why we talk about educating your craft. Beloved, there's work to do. This thing, we come to church and sit down every Sunday. We just feel cool, go back, go back, go back. Meanwhile, all the problems are there. The church in Nigeria is confused. The pastors are saying that much. They are saying so. So the question is, what are people being fed with? That's what Pastor Carlton asked. What is the diet? You are what you eat. Let me see. Let's see how it's done. Just two more slides and we have our meeting. This is something that the concerned Muslim professionals wrote to the Sultan. He says, we wish respectfully to state that some visible and invisible steps, actions and structures were supposed to have been entrenched by the leadership of the Nigerian Muslims in order to achieve the following. A visible action towards stopping the spread of the radical ideologies of Boko Haram among Muslim youths that lead to acts of terrorism. This could be achieved through what? intellectual religious engagement and confrontations let every christian here stop this thing about na book we go chop na book you go chop na book you go chop if you not chop you could die it's time to stop getting being lazy he says this could be achieved through intellectual religious engagements and confrontation is that not the same thing as second corinthians 10 5 with the radical islamic group that can easily be defeated please help me read it that can easily be defeated using what? Is that not the same thing as 2 Corinthians 10.5? That we lead every thought, argument, theory captive and bring it to obedience to Christ. From the Muslim clergy. That's why we say that the pulpit is for pushing agendas that are godly. That is why it is their clergy. We talked about it sometime, how many Sundays ago? When you saw the people who were being um, uh, recruited in Iraq, you saw it that it was not soldiers that were recruiting soldiers. Who were the people? It was the clergy that was recruiting soldiers, their cleric. The guy will come, he will kiss the Quran, he will put, put it on his head, and then he will go ready to die. This thing is to, is to fire up a Christian and say, not on my watch, with the banner of Jesus Christ drop. It's pride in the God that you have. Maybe that, that's the language I understand. So I'm already having trouble about it now. But I still say it again. You know what the Yoruba says? What does it mean? I cannot say, that's my father's house with the left hand. That 
That's my father's house. With pride and emphasis. Because Jesus Christ is the one who is the answer to every problem. There is nothing, not a problem that has ever defeated him. The purpose of wisdom, call on me and I will show you deep and secret things that you do not know. Is to make the Christian have superior knowledge and information that makes him a solution to the problems of the world. That's our calling. This is supposed to be the preoccupation of all imams and imams under the leadership of the sultan. Such an effort is surely capable of yielding the required result. That's a letter to the sultan of Sokoto by concerned northern Muslim professionals. So, market sector group is nothing other than Luke 19.31 and Matthew 21.3 and Mark 11.3. What does he say? After saying these things, Jesus headed straight to Jerusalem. When he got near Bethpage and Bethany at the mountain called Olives, he sent off two of the disciples with instructions. Go to the village across from you. As soon as you enter, you will find a cult tethered. One that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says anything and asks, what are you doing? Say, his master needs him. Tell, tell that person who owns it. Tell, that, tell him that that cult that you think is your own, it has a master. His master is called Jesus Christ. Your business has a master. His name is called Jesus Christ. Say it to somebody. You have a master. Say it to someone. You have a master. His name is Jesus Christ. He has need of your gift. And Amplify says, if anybody asks you, why are you untying it? You shall say this, because the Lord has need of it. Amen? Why? Because of Psalm 24, verse 1, 1 Corinthians 10, 26, the Lord owns the earth and all it contains, the world and all who live in it. I'll just say this as an example. You know what happened? We talked to a friend of ours who lives in the UK, Christian, nice guy. We talked to him about this. He said that, fine, and it's okay. He said that uh, he's trying to look for kingdom here. The same way that we have said that politics is a dirty game. And dirty people have taken control and we are where we are. The same thing. It's a wrong spirituality that we have in the main. It's wrong. We need to change from it. It's the same way that people say money is the root of all evil. Is that correct? No. The love of money is the root of all evil. The worship and the preference of that thing over how God will want it is what the root of all evil is. Each and every one of us is supposed to take ground where we are. There are lifestyle diseases. There are all kinds of stuff. It's the reason you are a doctor. Therefore, Psalm 33 verse 12, blessed is the country whose God, the other one I know, King James. I took this one, the message. How does it read? Blessed is the country with God for God. What that means to me is that there are some countries who God is not God. Oh. The ones who have the true God. Another translation says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. So if we say that Jesus Christ is our Lord, we should rule. And all institutions and all areas 
of experience in life must have his thought. Blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied is the nation whose God is the Lord. People he has chosen as his heritage. Okay? That's the reason why Jesus Christ said what? And I tell you, Peter, a large piece of rock, and on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Amen? Upon this sound understanding, upon this grounding, will I build my church to have this understanding that Christianity is not something that is passive. It's not something that you are running away from and telling people, devil is a liar, and telling people just about every time what the devil is doing to you. Let us hear what we are doing and taking the ground that the devil took. Our call, therefore, is to design a new civilization or architecture of a desirable earth. This is what Sophos is meant for. And it is the reason that the Bible mentions it in the connection with building. I will what? I will build my church. We are called to build. I want to leave you with food for thought. How many of us know Akim Dixon? Akim Dixon Street. Eh? In Lekki. The mosque in Lekki. They have these banners since the Ramadan. I saw that banner there and he spoke something to me. The ink of this collar is holier than the blood of a martyr. Gentlemen and ladies, people know what you use, what we call religion for. Know it. They are persuaded by it. It drives their thinking. It's the thing that makes them do the things that they do. Ours must not be different. There is a purpose to Christianity. It is for you to be the ruler and the authority in the place that God has called you to. So that whatever is there that you have been doing that the devil has bastardized. With the anointing that God has given to you, the empowerment, you become the one who is the authority and the ruler in that place. So when there is a problem, they will say, let us go to so-so and so. He knows what the answer is. God bless you.